Welcome to This Is Peace, the podcast of Peace Baptist Church located in Decatur, Georgia. On This Is Peace, we're sharing all things peace, sermons, devotions, inspiration, and conversations at the intersection of faith and culture. At Peace Baptist Church, our mission is to make disciples and meet needs. Our number one goal is to help you seek, serve, and share God. Let's jump into today's episode. Let's get to the Word of God. Today we're going to look at Luke chapter 8, verse 4 through 15. Very familiar. If you've been in church any little time, you've heard about this particular story. And, but I want to kind of help us to unpack it a little bit deeper for us in the context of living the dream and trusting God with what he has placed and planted in us. Let's look, if you would, Luke chapter 8, verse 4 through 15 reading from the New International Version. And if uh, you um, have your Bibles, you can turn in your translation and look. If you want to, you can also look at the screen and they, the words will be there as well. Um, if you're ready, all, all your hearts and minds, y'all ready to need any more time to get to it? All right, all right, let's get to it, let's go. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told, Jesus told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed and As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and even and when it came up, uh, the plants withered because they had no moisture, no water. Verse 7, other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. How many of y'all can handle a hundred times more blessing? Come on, amen. All right. Praise God. When he said this, he called out whoever his ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God ha- has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. He does, all right? These things are spiritually discerned, but Jesus is going to help us to understand it, and I'm going to try to even take us a little further. He says, the seed is the word of God, which along the path are the, um, um, along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in time of testing, when it gets hot, when it gets rough, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and and by uh, persevering, produce a crop. A persevering producer crop. Father, we pray that you help us to produce a crop that will bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name we praise you. And all God's children said, amen. 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 Let me take your seats. I want to say from the very beginning that, that God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose. God has a direction. God has a destiny for you. How many of y'all believe that? Some of you all know that. You wake up every morning knowing that there's a purpose that God has planted in your life for that day. Uh, you've got to believe that. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, some of the saddest people I ever meet are people who don't have a dream, who don't have a sense of purpose, who don't have a calling on their life. And callings are not just for preachers or judges. Callings is for people, all believers, and, and not, not just believers, the whole world. The Bible says in Jeremiah, Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah, before I knew you, God says, I already 
called you, positioned you, purposed you to be a prophet to the nations. He says, before you were twinkling in your daddy's eye, I had a plan for your life. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. You are not an accident. That's so important in this world today that's got so much pain in it. You are not an accident. You are a man, a purpose-filled person that God has called into this world. You are God-designed, spirit-empowered, and grace-endowed vessel of God. And if you ever get connected to God, if you ever, amen, put your partnership with God, I'm going to tell you, your life is going to light up, and they're going to see you on the moon, from the moon. They're going to watch you from, amen, the Hubble spacecraft, because the light of your life is going to be so bright. How many of y'all believe that today? If you even believe that, just give God a praise in anticipation. In some essence, we all are fireflies. Some of y'all country, I mean, uh, country folk know what I'm talking about. You city folk have no idea. Because in the country, it's so dark, amen, and, 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 and you get to see, if you would, these, these flies, these, these bugs that we used to catch and put in little mason jars. Oh, come on, one of my country folk, don't, let, don't leave me. And, and it was fireflies, and they would fly in the dark of the night, and then their, 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 their abdomens would light up. Because inside of them, God had put a chemical in them that when the night would come, they could still fly and see in the night. Y'all don't hear me today. Praise God. I see Tracy. I just see you over there, Tracy. Amen. Amen. These lights are bright, but I see you. Tracy's over here, y'all. And she's gone through cancer treatment after cancer treatment, all kind of stuff. She's gone through stuff. She's been over in Dallas, amen, Georgia, doing all kind of different things that she had. But look at her right now. You are a firefly, young lady. Look at you. Look at you glowing. Come on, somebody. Amen. Tracy, you're glowing. And in the night, you know what I'm talking about. And in the darkest of night, in the deepest, darkest of night, you were, didn't give up because God put something down in your heart. And you stand today as a trophy of God's grace. Come on, give God a praise for it, the grace of God. You want to see a miracle? Stand up so they can see you. You want to see a miracle? There she is right there. There, 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 there. Yep, there, right there, right there. I ain't got to preach. I'm just going to sit down. Y'all, altar call. Y'all come. Just look over here. Look over there. Look around your room because there are people who believe that there was a seed that God would plant in their heart. And if they would cooperate with God, he would manifest something great in their life. He, you're looking at a young man who, who, who grew up, a man with asthma and who, who the doctor said that, mom, you ought to abort this child because he's going to be deformed and he's not going to have any kind of uh, ability. And you're already a poor young girl, a man, and you don't have any way to raise this child. You ought to let this child go. But my mama believed that there was a seed inside her womb. And thank God she didn't abort me. And thank God I am a little crazy. But... Like, see, I'm here. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Let's give God a praise for that. And asthma, I had a lot of health issues. Amen. I had my, 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 my legs, amen, were, were messed up. And I had to wear braces in my earlier part of my life so I could at least walk a little straight. I had asthma. I had all kind of other issues. I stuttered and couldn't talk. Y'all don't hear me today. But God had a seed. Can you give God? He put something down on the inside of me to overcome the dyslexia and overcome all the challenges of learning disabilities that I had. Whoa, y'all gonna make me cry. Because there was a seed and somehow I didn't give up. I knew I was a firefly and that the darkness would reveal who I am. 
And I want you to know today the darkness is revealing who you are. All the fireflies, come on, let's give God a praise in the house today. If you're a firefly, give God a praise. Glory to God. All right, okay. Let me get to the sermon. Y'all making me, looking over there, Tracy just did something to me. Glory to God. Well, there's a seed of God's word he wants to place in our heart. So what we've got to do is be careful how we steward the seed of God's word, the seed of God's purpose and plan for our lives. And so how do you do that? You make sure the soil is fertile. See, your job is not to create seeds because none of us can create a seed. Your, the, the, the Lord Jesus, the God himself is the, is the planter. He's the farmer. We, we cannot produce seed. He produces seed. He gives vision. Amen. We cannot do that. We cannot, cannot, cannot do that. But what we can do is make sure our soil is such that it can receive the seed so that the seed has an opportunity to flower and bloom and blossom. So be careful where you plant it because it has the potential and power to change your life and everyone you touch. I love that. The farmer, Jesus says, is God. The seed is the word or the sense of purpose that God has for our life that is able to produce great fruit. The soil is our heart, it's our mind, it's our receptivity to the things of God. It's, 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 it's how we're going to receive what God has for us so that we can produce a rich harvest in the name of the Lord. And so what you gotta do is do that. Let me tell you something what a seed is. A seed, listen to me, is not dead. When you see seeds and you go to the farmer's uh, store or you go to Home Depot or Lowe's and you want to plant some seeds uh, for your garden or for your flowers to come up, whatever it is, they look like they look nothing. It's like little dead pieces of nothing. Y'all don't hear me, huh? They're like they're dead. But do you know what a seed is? A seed is, is a living plant that's in a dormant state. There is life in that dead-looking piece of nothingness. There is something inside of that, of that seed that is, that is just waiting to be awakened as it's planted in the right soil. And maybe you, the seeds of your life have not come up because you have not created the conditions, conducive enough for the seed to manifest its beautiful life in your life. Amen. And, and it will do it. It releases power. They, uh, in 2020, in 2020, um, I was watching CNN, and they were talking about the seed that they found in the Judean hills in near Israel, right outside of Israel, in the Judean hills in the desert. They found date seeds that were 2,000 years old, and they said, let's see if they grow, because the question ought to be, how long can a seed sit? How long can a seed, you know, be there? Because seeds do have a shelf life, and, 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 and so, and so they, they planted the seeds, watered them, did all kind of stuff, gave nutrients, scientists did a whole bunch of stuff uh, to, to, to try to wake up the sea. And guess what? After 2,000 years of being in the Judean hills of the desert of Israel, those seeds began to grow. <laughs> oh, you missed a shout. You added two minutes to the sermon. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, some of you all have given up on the dream. It's been dormant in you. It's been, it, you think it's dead, but it's not dead. And if you would just connect... Uh, you're the seed of God to the right soil conditions. That seed will grow. It will grow. Others have tried to kill it. Some of y'all right now walking around with, your, with God's seed in your pocket, but it ain't going to grow there in your pocket. You've got to plant it in the soil of your soul so that it will manifest in the name. You got you to take it out of, amen, I'm, what I'm going to do. 
amen, to I'm going to be not just a hearer of the word and a receiver of the seed, I'm going to be a doer of the word. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. So 2,000-year-old seed plant was able to produce, a, if you would, a crop, amen, and we're so thankful and grateful for that, amen. Um, make sure you, 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 you don't give up on God because he's not giving up on you. All a seed needs is air and water and, and a good soil with some nutrients in it so that it will manifest what God has for it. That's called germination. That's when air and water causes the seed to move within the soil. I don't know, I'll hopefully by the time you finish this, I finish this sermon today, there's going to be some movement in your life. There's going to be a stirring in your spirit. There's going to be a, something's going to start pushing up from the earth, amen, in your life. Something that you buried and God put down inside of you that has been laying dormant for a long time. I hope today that I will be help to fertilize the seed that is already in your soul. And that faith and belief will come together, mixed, amen, with the word of God and the spirit of God to produce the crop that God has for you. You are fertile ground, amen, when your heart is surrendered to God and seed will come forth. Amen? The seed, he says, are words. They're words. They're the word of God and they're words. That's why you got to be careful what you hear and what you allow to come into your spirit, into your heart and your life. You got to be careful, amen, about that. Uh, uh, the, 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 the words, amen, the, the word of God here is the seed. The, the rhema, that's the logos word of God. The rhema word of God, it's the seed. God is, every sermon that a preacher preaches, every prayer that we say, everything that we do is trying to plant seeds because faith needs to come alive. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. And you need to be able to make sure that, amen, you manifest what God has for you. That's why you got to be careful, amen, what you hear, what you allow to get inside of you. Eve sat and did what? She allowed Satan to speak to her, amen, about that tree and tell her something different about that tree than God said. And she looked at it, studied it, and she received Satan's word, amen, and Satan created sin in her heart, in Adam's heart. And now we all struggle with it because the soil of our ancestors was, was, was um, poisoned by sin, only way to get rid of that is to make sure that the word of God, the living word, Jesus Christ, comes in, washes away the sin, gives us the spirit, the air, the breath of the spirit, so that we can be what God intended for us to be from the beginning. So no, long, no matter how long, amen, the seed has been dormant, like those 2,000-year-old dates, amen, the gospel still has power. Y'all don't hear me today. Amen. That's why I love Jesus, because, amen, no matter how long it's been dormant, amen, that 2,000-year-old resurrection still has power to awaken anything that's dead. Come on, give God a shout of praise and say, come forth. Come forth. All right, I got to, y'all going to make me spend a whole lot of time. I, I'm, I'm I, I just, ugh. Jesus, I got a whole year to preach this sermon. Okay, I'm going to, here's what the Bible says. I got, I got four things, and then I'm going to let you go. And then we're, we're going to see our guests. But I'm going to try to go through these fairly quickly, quicker than I did in the last service. Here it is. Number one, avoid the soil that creates a hard and closed mind and heart. So that's the first one. A, a hard and closed mind. Hard heart, a closed mind, a narrow mind. Here, here's what Jesus says, verse 5. A farmer went out and plant, to plant some seed. As he was scattered on the field, some seeds fell on the footpath where it was stepped on, and the birds came and ate it. Here's what he says as interpretation of it, verse 12. The hard path where some of the seed fell represents the hard hearts of those who hear the words of God. 
But then the devil comes and steals the word away and prevents people from believing and being saved. So what he says is, is that the farmer is going out and he is planting seed. Now, my, my grandfather's uh, fathers on my, on my mother's side were farmers, and so I know about it, and I go out there and help them. And my grandmama on my daddy's side always had a huge, big garden, and we would go and help her to plant seed. And, 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 and they would create a path where they did not put seed, and they would throw the seed on both sides so they could walk up and down to later pull the weeds or the water or do whatever they needed to do in those areas, and they would walk the path. And what Jesus says is, as they were planting the seed, some seed fell on the path, the hardened path, the narrow, they, the, 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 those paths are very narrow. They're not wide, they're just narrow paths, and they are hardened because we walk up and down on them. You just added two minutes to the sermon because you didn't shout. You missed the whole sermon. You missed it. What Jesus is saying is that some seed falls on narrow-minded people who have hardened hearts because they've allowed the world, they've allowed themselves, they've allowed their pain, they've allowed the pressures, they've allowed a lot of stuff to... And and when God drops the seed of the word on there, it becomes wayside seed, if you would, on wayside soil, because it cannot penetrate the soil. The soil has become narrow, it's become hard-hearted, and the seed, no matter how good the seed is, it's not about the seed, it's about the condition of the soil. And the soil has become hardened. And some of you all have become hardened and become very narrow-minded over time to where even God himself cannot speak to you. You will not listen to him because your heart is hardened. You have been hardened by pain. You've been hardened by, 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 by abuse. You've been hardened by, 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 by a lot of things that have made it difficult for you to be able to have faith. And again, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you've got to be able to have, if you would, amen, some heart. I told you that in order for a soil to be able to bring forth uh, uh, fruit, it needs air and it needs water. It needs air and water. And what happens in this hard-hearted, there's no water that is, it's hard, it's compacted, and it will not receive or absorb the seed. And we live in a world today where this world has become so hardened against God, so hardened against the things of God and the ways of God to where I don't care how good someone preaches, I don't care how clear something is that God is trying to say, we've got people who will not receive it because they're they're narrow-minded, amen, and their, their hearts have become very hardened. And I don't want that to happen to you in your life. Amen? I don't want that to happen to any of us. We need to make sure that we are you know, men and women, amen, who can receive and hear the word of God and not be, uh, not be hard-hearted, amen, so that the seed of God can go deep down into the soil of our soul. Amen? Do you hear me today? So we've got to make sure that we do that. Uh, and, so, and so James chapter 1 verse 21 says this, so get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives, and humbly accept the word of God that is planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. And so what we've got to do is we've got to get rid of those, those things, if you would, that have made our heart hard, hardened, that have, that have hurt us. That is the, that is, that is the sin. It is, it is, is the, 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 um, the ability not to receive or absorb the word of God. And whatever that is, you're going to have to get that out of you so that there can be the washing of the water of the word that will allow, amen, the seed to begin to produce in your life that God has planted inside of you. Do you hear me today? So important for us to do that. Let's give God a praise for what he's going to do in that regard. You got to be open and willing to listen to God and not be closed-hearted. 
Because if you're not, you're going to be hard-hearted, dark and depressed, and full of doubt. And you cannot live that kind of way. God's word, God's seed requires faith to activate, be activated in your life. If not, you're going to be on that wayside soil that will not absorb the seed of God's word. Here's number two. You got to avoid the soil that creates a shallow and anemic mind and heart. Anemic, meaning it's, it's one that doesn't have the nutrients. It doesn't have what it needs. For, for The soil needs water, air, and nutrients in order to grow. And, and so here's what happens. It becomes very shallow because it can't go deep. It, it can't go deep. Notice this. Look what it says in verse 6 and verse 13. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. This seed began to grow, but soon it withered and died for lack of moisture. Here's what Jesus says about it. Verse 13, some people are like seeds on rocky soil. They welcome the word with joy whenever they hear it, but they don't develop any roots. They believe for a while, but when, the, when their faith is tested or when the sun comes out, in, in hot sun, Matthew 13 talks about when the hot sun comes out, they, are, they abandon it. They dry up and wither away because they have no depth of roots. They're they excited. They receive the word. Amen. Hallelujah. That was good. What did he preach on? I don't know. We, but we shouted. We had a lot of emotion, but we had no depth, no understanding, no knowledge. And without understanding, we, with, without understanding, we don't know. In all you're getting, the Bible says, get what? Understanding. Not, he doesn't care how high you jump as long as when you come down, you walk straight. And what we've got to do is make sure that we're not just emotional people. Because, amen, that, that does not allow the, uh, the, the, the word of God to really be rooted inside of us. Now, I've been to Israel several times. I've taken many of you all to Israel. We've been there and we've seen it. And, you know, there are certain areas of Israel that's very fertile. And um, the, the, it's, a, it's a very, very fertile. And even some of those places called the Fertile Crescent. Um, they're in um, the Jezreel Valley area. It's very, very fertile. Um, they produce most of the crops for the whole Middle East in that area. It's beautiful. But right outside that is, the, is valleys and desert and stony, rocky, amen, um, uh, with no vegetation at all, all around different parts of Israel, different parts of it. Because here's what happens. They have limestone that is everywhere. And even in the fertile ground where we see all the nice crops and everything, so we go to the valley of the Armageddon where Armageddon is, it's beautiful green, um, you know, all that stuff. But underneath it is a limestone rock so that the roots, amen, go down, but some of the roots won't, can't penetrate all the way down. So what they've done is they've done this tremendous irrigation and other things to give water to it so that that area can really flourish and, and, and go forth because it's not able to go deep down because of the uh, limestone solid rock that's underneath even the fertile soil. And then outside of the fertile area, it's nothing but limestone. It's nothing but, and nothing, hardly anything that people could eat and you know, can, 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 um, can really grow. And so they have these huge farms. Some of y'all who've been there, you know, uh, that they built man-made, you know, uh, places where they made the ground fertile so that in the middle of the desert, in the middle of a desert, they create an oasis so that the water will be there so that the plants can have deep roots. Now, I say all that to say, many of you all love the Word of God. You love, oh, I can't wait to hear the preaching. I can't wait for the worship. I can't wait. That's great. But what God wants to do is not what you do in here, how you live it out there. And what happens is, as soon as you, amen, hear the word of God, what happens is, uh, you know, it, 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 you receive it with joy, and, and, and it sounds so good, but it's going to be tested out there. 
The sun is going to test it. Trials are going to test it. Difficulties. Gonna, when you go home, amen, that your husband, your wife, your kids, your neighbors, your boss on the job, certain issues that's happening in the world are going to test the belief that you have in the word you received, and you received it with joy on Sunday, but now you doubting and crying and depressed on Monday. And that's not the way God wants us to live. He wants us to have what? Deep roots. And you've got to be able to have deep roots. That's the problem, amen, with the world today. Amen, we receive the word, oh, I love the word, and we blog about it and we talk about it, whatever, but we like, you know, B.B. King said, the thrill is gone. <laughs> as soon as we leave out the door, the thrill is gone because it's not, it, it, it has to penetrate beyond just the emotional level. That's why um, 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 New Year's resolutions don't last very long. You make New Year's resolutions, you cut out paper, you, you make dream um, things, whatever, you know, what is it called? Um, vision boards, vision boards, and cut out stuff from magazines, and here's the thing I want, and whatever. And by the end of January, you back to what you did last year. And, and, and that's not what God wants us to do, that crazy cycle. You know, studies show that 95% of what we hear, we forget in 72 hours. That means that this sermon today, you're only going to remember about 5% of it. That's depressing, I'm going to tell you. I'm spending all this time on the message. All they're going to know is 5% of the message. So if all you're going to retain is 5%, then know this. You've got to have roots. You've got to spend more time with God. You just can't be all excited about what God's done in doing it. You're like, well, you hear, you've got to become a doer of the Word of God. And God will give you the power to will and do in His own good pleasure. If you put Him first, I promise you, He's going to take care of those things. You seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. He'll add to you what you need to be fruitful in this time, in this world. No matter what other people are doing, no matter how other people are, pro are progressing or degressing in their lives, because you put God first, he will take care of you. How many of y'all believe that? Come on, give God a praise. Believe in that today. So we got to get good roots and deep roots. We got to get the roots down deep inside of the volition of our lives, the will, our will, our commitments got to be deeper. You can't go into 24 with the same commitments you had in 23. You're going to read the word better. You're going to have to study more. You're going to have to, amen, give God more of you. Amen. You're going to have to give God more of you. You know, when we see that, when we talk about stony ground, sometimes we see this and we think about rocks all over the place. Um, you know, and it's a rocky land, and, and that is the context of it, but it's also sandy ground, like a beach or like a desert. Do you know what sand is? Sand is nothing but little stones. And, 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 and what makes sand um, uh, so interesting is sand is good because it has one of the elements of what fertile ground looks like, air. It allows air to pass through it easily, but it, does, it, but it can't hold the water. And therefore, it, because it can't hold the water, and it has, 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 no, has nothing, if you would, to um, bind, if you would, the nutrients together, then it, the water, if you would, goes away. When you see on the beach, the water comes up, saturates the, 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 the shore, and within well, about 30 seconds, it looks like it was no water ever there. Because it's got plenty of air, but no ability to hold the moisture. No, no ability to, to be able to do it. Deserts are the very same way. They don't have the ability to hold moisture. And my brothers and my sisters, God wants you to be able to hold the word of God into your heart. And to, yes, to allow the breath of God, the air, to flow through you. But you've got to, amen, hold to the word of God. 
This is a season and a time when you cannot depend upon my sermons to get you through life. You cannot. I'm supposed to be a jump start. I'm supposed to be a man, like when you go to the gas can, gas tank, a man, it tells you, do you want to put some extra nutrients in the gas tank? Pay an extra $3, $4, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? You go and, and you can put an extra STP or something in your gas. I'm supposed to be STP, not the gas. You, you're supposed to be able to come in here already full. You're supposed to come in here already gassed up. And all I'm supposed to do is add a little extra so you can go a little further. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? So your life can be a little cleaner. So the soil of your soul can be a little bit more purified and hold a little bit of the nutrients so that when the water of the word comes, it doesn't wash away. And it looks like you won't even at church. Some of y'all, you go to your job, they'd they be shocked you was there. You was at church? You go, you a Christian? Because there's no evidence you've been in the Word. There's no evidence it washes away so quickly. And so, and so Satan, Satan steals the seed in the wayside by allowing it to sit on the surface and never absorbed in the soil. And so the birds come and take it. Satan comes and takes and snatches it away. But another way that he takes it is he allows us not to develop roots. And so what we got to do is we got to develop some roots. And not become a beach or the desert, but become an oasis of God's grace. Here's number, number three. Avoid soil that creates a distracted and overloaded mind and heart. An overloaded, distracted mind is terrible. Look, look what Jesus says, verse 7. Some seed fell among thorny weeds, but the weeds grew up and choked the plant, the good plant. He explains it in 14. He says the thorny ground represents those who hear and accept the message, but but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. Uh, that we, we want you to grow into maturity because when you have weeds going up and around you, it steals the nutrients that you need for your good plant to really go, for your life, for your destiny to really take bloom and blossom the way it needs to. And what, 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 what um, weeds do is it chokes out the life. It chokes out the life. And many of us have allowed weeds to continue to grow in our soil. And we wonder why, is, where is God? We wonder why there's no power. We wonder why there's no joy. We wonder why there is no evidence, there's no fruit because we've allowed weeds to grow up. And sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between a weed and the good plant. Jesus talks about that in, in, in one of his times with his disciples. He says to them, he says, they, they, you know, they, 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 be careful pulling up weeds because you might pull up something that look like a weed, but it's a plant. So what he says is they grow up together because they grow up at the same time. And, and, and so what he says is his, his thing is when you don't know if it's a weed or a plant, let God pick it. So when you don't know if somebody or something in your life is good or bad, you say, God, I don't have enough sense to be able to know whether this is a weed or a plant. And so, God, I need you, the gardener, to come and pull it up. Anybody know what I'm talking about here today? I don't know about you, but maybe, maybe you got it better than me. But I need God to help me because sometimes I can't tell the difference. I need God to show me what he, Lord, just pull it away. Help me, help me to be able to do that. And if, you, if that's your heart, if that's your sincere heart, God will help you. He says at the time of harvest, amen, the, the farmer will separate what's good and what's bad. And so sometimes you just got to trust the Lord in the midst of, of it all, and he will, he will separate. He'll make it happen. But the weed, you know that, the weed, you know this weed. You know a weed. You know what a weed. You know what a weed. 
You can smell the weed riding down the street now. There's the weed so, weed so strong. I'm like, I'm, I'm, on, I'm 20, going 70 miles an hour now, I'm 20. And I know it was weed in that car. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You got to pull up the weed. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and I, and it, to be honest, the, the weed, weeds can be family members. It could be busyness. It could, weeds can be, a man, even good things, but not the best things. Because many of you all are overloaded. And what Satan does, he takes the wayside soil and he brings the birds and he snatches the, the he takes it away. It's laying there. It's just, it's easy for him. The easy bait. Some of us are just easy bait. <laughs> he ain't got to work. Boop, boop, let me just take it. It never penetrated the heart anywhere. It never made a difference. Boom, it's gone. Some, some, some of them, he, 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 he allows us to be in the stony ground, if you would, and he won't allow the word to be absorbed. The water of the word is not absorbed. And so he doesn't let us develop roots. And then in this context, what he does, he allows other things to grow up around us. He, see, here's the thing. He can't kill the word. He can't kill the power and potency of the seed. That good plant's coming up. The problem is it's coming up next to weeds. That you are allowing it to come up next to weeds. So you feel, here's, here, here's that person. You can fit Jesus in and pornography. I can have Jesus right here. And was it porns.com? I don't even know that's a website. So if you know it's a website, just keep looking straight ahead. Don't <laughs> just. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. Just, just pray for me. You can't, you can't do it because, yes, you love the Lord, and yes, you've got a calling on life, and yes, you are his man, his woman, but you're allowing weeds to exist, and you know it's a weed. You know lying and cheating. You know, amen, the, the flirtatious spirit you have. You know the lascivious, amen, way in which you live. You know, you know, and you're going to be standing before the judge. And I'm not just talking about the judge here in the cab. I'm talking about the judge, the, the, the main judge. And when you cannot judge, you say, Lord, remove it for me. Because I'm too weak. I'm too distracted. I don't know what's good and what's bad for me now. <sighs> My brothers and sisters, you need to do that. Hey, receive the word of God with joy. Amen. But the weeds choke it out uh, over over busy schedule. I'm busy. I'm serving the Lord. But that's not always the best. That's, that, that, that is no evidence that you're being productive just because you're busy. You allow the cares, he says, the riches and the pleasures, which he calls weeds, to choke out the life. And you neglect the things of God because there was a time when you were excited about God. There was a time when you loved the Lord and you were serving and then you let weeds grow up. My prediction is this in the future. We're going to see more sin than we've ever seen before in Christian folk because the pandemic caused us to deprioritize God to such a degree that we don't even go to his house anymore on a regular basis. We don't read the word. They're showing it. Stats are showing it across denominations, across races, across this country and this world. I was talking to my, my, my brother, my brother um, uh, Vicar, a man in, in, in Guala in uh, South Africa. He's going to join me in just a moment. Amen. It, it, uh, the, the people, people there are struggling with 
church attendance. And, and what's going to happen is weeds going to start growing up in this place. And we're going to see more weeds than we've ever seen before. The Bible already said that to us, that men will grow worse and worse. This is a part of that. But if you want to be fertile, you're going to have to make sure that you really serve the Lord. Now, I just have to say a moment to our online. We're always going to do online. We love you online. We're great for you. We're so happy. But I have got to say to you, you cannot be lazy in your devotion to God. Some of you are home because you have to be home for sickness and some other things that are going on. And I'm not saying every, you got to be there, got to be here every week, but sometime. Because some of y'all, I, I hadn't seen since 2020. And you, you join us online, and that's great. Thank you so much. You've given the offering. You, you do, but we saw, I didn't hang seen some of y'all, but when I rented out Color Purple, and I rented out two theaters, and we filled up two whole theaters to see the Color Purple before it came out. Remember that? That was some of y'all I saw I ain't seen since 2020 at the Color Purple. <laughs> I'm just saying, check the condition of your soil. Check, use the technology that we have, and we're so thankful for it. It allows us to reach even more people. But the point of the matter is, amen, you, you, you know what's a weed. If you know it's a weed, pull it up so that you can be all that God has called you to be. Let me, let me close with this part here. Number four is cultivate soil that creates mature and fruitful mind and heart. Because this seed, he says in verse eight, he still other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. He says in verse 15, and the, this seed that fell on the good ground is like those who hear God teaching with good, honest hearts and obey it and patiently produce good fruit. It's called loam soil, loam, L-O-A-M soil, fertile ground. It's a mixture of sand, silt, and clay. The sand allows air to flow because you need the breath of the spirit. The, 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 um, the silt keeps water flowing through it so that it's not compacted. The clay holds all things together. And good soil, fertile soil, is a combination of silt, clay, and sand with nutrients in it. And in that environment, oh, things will grow. God's soil requires that air nutrients and water will flow so that you can produce a crop. God put a dream in your heart. God put a dream down deep in all of our hearts. Amen. And what we've got to do is create an environment to where, amen, that seed can grow and germinate and be all that God has called it to be. My good friend, amen, Pastor Vicar Koala and his wife Monique have been here, uh, brought by Simon's Branch. And we love Simon's Branch as a ministry that Started over 22, 23 years ago. I was pleased and, and honored to be able to serve as the chairman of the board for 10 years in its inception. And that's where I met Pastor Kuala. And Simon's Branch has been doing work in South Africa, Zimbabwe, Jamaica, all kind of work. It's just doing a major job. But we have all been watching Pastor Kuala and seeing his growth. I met him when he was uh, worshiping at his house out of their garage with 20, 25 folk. And we would go into his, uh, we went into his, um, his house and we had a, uh, a session. We didn't come there with our vision of like Americans do. Let me show you what you need to be doing. We said, what's your dream? What is it that you want to do? And we had him and three other pastors and they put on the wall what they wanted to see happen. 
medical clinics for, for people, schools to educate our children. We want to create jobs and opportunities. We want to make sure that we can produce some vegetation and, 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 and food for the people and make sure they have what they need. On and on and on, all these dreams, amen. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, wow, this is great, but they don't have money. The, the, the church there, the churches and the people there don't have a lot of resources. People give what they can, but not enough to be able to sustain this massive dream. That was 20, 22 years ago when we sat there. But I want him to come to the stage because some of y'all have heard me talk about him and how our church is going to partner to make a difference with Simon's Branch and with a man, um, Pastor Gualas, Thousand Hills Baptist Church there outside of Durban in South Africa. Can you give God a shout of praise as I bring him to the stage? Because I want y'all to meet him and talk to him. Come on up, Pastor. Amen. I'm so thankful and grateful, my brother. Oh, good. Okay, I thought you had a, the mic in your hand. There is, here's, thank you so much. I appreciate you. This is my brother, y'all. Come on, let's give God a shout of praise for him one more time. Man. Pastor, I was just sharing about the story about, you know, what, the, the start of what God has done, what God did. How did you keep the dream alive all these 22 years? You worship in the garage, then you went to a place right up the hill from where y'all were, right, right up the hill, you would walk from your house and go up this, 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 this kind of a, um, I remember it was a kind of a, you walked up, if you would, into the hill um, to where you had a worship service and had a church that said, we're going to help you build this building. And then in the middle of the project, they abandoned the project for whatever reasons. It wasn't necessarily, you know, a bad situation in a sense, but sometimes things don't happen. And the building is half done, but you didn't stop. You kept worshiping there. In 2019, I got a chance to go with my family and uh, preach there in that church, and it was just amazing to see how you and it was 200 and some people in the, in the worship service, amen, and they were just sitting in a half-done building, come on, amen, with the roof half-done, still worshiping God like, amen, they were in a Taj Mahal somewhere, right? And it was just so beautiful to see. And I knew then, I said, God is going to honor that faithfulness. But I want to ask you, how did you, and now what God is doing is amazing, but tell me, how did you keep the faith in the midst of all of that? Pastor, I would like to thank this opportunity again. Uh, uh, there, was, there was a scripture in my heart which said, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Yeah, yeah. It's, I know that the, the dream will, will, will come, but I don't know when it's going to happen. You just left up the details up to that's, God that's right. and be faithful into where he was. And as he was doing that for 22 years, he is faithfully serving the people that God is sending. Down the street is a, a hospital, yes. um, five acres with 30 buildings all on it. Um, they're leaving. They're, they're, they, are, they are going to uh, leave the community. This community of a thousand hills is beautiful. as homes um, where people live all around, and they need that service of that medical clinic. And there were other entities that were coming in and say, we want to buy this building and buy this property and have it. They had money, cash money, to be able to take care of things and resources, amen. Pastor Guala gets the vision after talking to Dr. Shirley and, and Rodney and some people from Simon's Branch and says, I'm just encourage you, go down there and tell them you want the property. Mm. Ain't got a dime, mm. all right? And, and go and say, what are y'all going to do? And I would love to be able to have this uh, property with other people that could buy it. Some of them walked away, others were there. They said, guess what we're going to do? Because we've seen the faithfulness of your heart, 
because we've seen you do good work, because we know the soil of your soul is good and that you are an honest man and that you are a faithful, righteous man and we see the way you love this community, we're going to give, uh, we're going to make this property available to you and allow it to be sold. Listen, 30 buildings, and some of the pictures you'll see, 30 buildings on five acres with an orchard and all other kind of stuff, we're going to let you get for $110,000, American U.S. dollars. And in that time, Amen. It started at 110. It's now at 59,000. Is all that's owed on it. They're going to give until next year, summer of next year, 2025. And our church is committing to make sure that that 59,000 dollars is taken care of. Can you give God a shout of praise? What the Lord's going to do? Unbelievable story. And because I, I want to attach myself to a dreamer, because I know when you make things happen for other folk. He'll make it happen for you. We got this whole property, this whole building, 20 acres ourselves for $400,000. Can you say amen, somebody? I know, I know God is able to do it. Now, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, amen, um, I, I want you to tell us a little bit about what happened. Tell us about the, um, the internet cable company and what they're wanting to do now on the property. Because they're on the property now, worshiping already. I want you to hear how God will provide. Where he guides, he'll provide. Watch this. Listen, what, what is going on? Yes, there's an internet uh, company. Uh, they came to us. They said, since we got this uh, property now, they are going to bring all the equipment uh, to, to bring in our uh, premises so that the community will have an access to, to the internet, because be, before we didn't have that access to the, uh, the, to the internet. Above that, they, we are going to sell the internet and then they are going to, uh, uh, we are going to get 80% and then they are going to give only 20%. You, you, you missed it. They're gonna move their, their stuff, bring it to their campus, they're going to either build a building or use one of the existing buildings to sell the property. Mm -hmm. And then they said, instead of us keeping the profits, we're going to give you 80% of the profits right. and we're going to keep 20%. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't do business like that in America. <laughs> but God does that in his kingdom when we're faithful. Mm. And it's just I, I, it's so many little things that we can do. We did a podcast um, this week earlier with him, a man that's going to go into deeper detail. It's going to be on Tuesday nights, our, our peace, uh, This Is Peace uh, podcast, amen, and we're going to talk all about all this stuff, and we go into a little depth, but I wanted y'all to get a little taste, because I know some of y'all, amen, won't listen on, on um, Tuesday, because you got to take care of some weeds. <laughs> so I needed him to come so we could talk about so, that you wanted a school and so now a school is coming in and mm -hmm. you, you went and got certified you and your wife Monique who's here with you mm -hmm. amen got certified as teachers to be able to do a school they're already preparing themselves don't be asking God for stuff and you ain't preparing yourself to receive yeah. mm -hmm. and the property already has uh, all the space and all those things a uh, lady who used to work for a major company uh, Carter is donating um, um, sewing machines mm -hmm. and other kind of things to make sure that you can have uh, people uh, ladies uh, about 13 of them that will learn how to do sewing they'll be sewing um, uniforms for the community uh, things all in the community whatever and give them jobs to be able to do I mean all that's happening can you give God a shout of praise for that mm -hmm. um, 
senior housing on the property because this, this property has dormitories, and so you're going to take seniors who don't have, they're going to be coming in, and they're going to be able uh, to live on the property. Um, they're, 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 I want you to tell them about the, um, what happened with the medical clinic. There's a medical clinic that's down the street called Valley Trust that we used to stay at, and they have dorms and all this stuff. They are shutting down. Tell them what, what, what they want to do now. Yes, that uh, clinic is owned by, by the government. Uh, they, they came, since we got this uh, premises, they, uh, they came to us, they said uh, they need to move that uh, uh, clinic to bring back to, uh, to our, our, our premises. They are, they are going to lend it uh, to us. Uh, uh, to use the clinic is, is going to be right there in our premises. So, 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 okay. The government clinic that the community needs is shutting down. We, we gonna shut this down. You got 30 some buildings. We wanna put our clinic on your property and now pay you rent That's to right. be there. So this is how the property is gonna be maintained. Y'all don't hear me, not with tithes and they're gonna do tithes and offerings, but now there's resources that's gonna be there for them to do the vision of everything they wanna do. And they're gonna have a tenant, amen, that is gonna be there called the government to be able to make sure. Can you give God a, yeah. only God yeah. can do this. I'm going to close. I got other things. There's, there, there's home health care workers that are being um, trained and going out to be able to take care of people who are sick, amen, and doing stuff, if you would, all kind of things. We've been doing, Simon's Branch has been doing that for years, but going to take that to a whole nother level. I want you to, I want to close with talking a little bit about the orchard. Tell them, tell them about the orchard that's on the property. This is an ex exciting story because uh, uh, when the, the government was using that premises as uh, a hospital, they planted uh, uh, fruit trees, but those uh, fruit trees, they've been there for uh, many years. Uh, uh, they never bear full, uh, fruits. But when we get in there, and then the fruit started to bear fruits. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I'm telling you. I see, I, I see, I'm not, this ain't, this ain't, I went there in July. I saw yeah. this. The, the, the community says there was no fruit for years that was growing. Now, bananas, mangoes, mm -hmm. avocados, yes. so much so they're yes. able to sell the fruit for, come on somebody, let God, and, and, and they want to, and they want to, um, and they've already done four plots, 60 by 90 plots for some of the people in the community to have community gardens so that families can feed themselves and grow, amen, and, and they want to expand that to 30 plots that they'll be able to have on the property to be able to do that so that they can, people can feed themselves and take care of it, but the animals keep coming in and eating the crops, eating the fruit, eating all that stuff, but so while they've been here, Dr. Shirley's realtor, a man uh, who, who sold her her house that she moved into, heard about what was going on here, got so excited, and is donating $9,000 to build a fence all around the orchard area so that the place will be. I'm telling you, God put a dream in your heart and you're trying to figure out how to, how to fix it, how to make it happen. God says, seek first me. Look, just come. Just, I know, I got it. I, I already got it and I already worked it out. I already have people positioned to bless you, but you've got to come to me. And you got to make sure your soil of your soul is where it ought to be. Because I can't trust you with my blessings. I can't trust you with the lives of people if, I, if you're going to blow it up, if you're going to hurt them, if you're going to use and abuse them. And so when God, that's what it says, fertile soil in the scripture, didn't it? Honest, true righteousness is a part of 
amen, what the soil to be fertile has to have. And Pastor Guala, I want to know you have that. I've watched you for 22 years. Be faithful with what God has for you. Thank you. So I am not surprised. And we are so pleased and proud to partner with you, to be connected to a dreamer so that God can bless you. Thank but you. in the process of blessing you, he's going to bless everybody who touches you. And I want to pray with him right now. Can we just, Father, I just, Monique, if you don't mind, I know I'm, I'm embarrassing you, sweetheart. Can you come on up and stand with us as well? Rodney, we're glad to have you here. Rodney Smith, the chairman, a man of, the, of, of, of Simon's Branch now. God bless you, Rodney. You, can you come on up? Amen. I know we're almost over time. Amen. I, I, it's important. This is it. I want you to lay hands. Rodney, amen. You come on up if you would. Let's give God praise for, for Rodney Smith. Amen. Thank you, my brother. Love you. Whew. Lord, thank you for letting me live. Thank you for when they opened up my chest and stopped my heart and rewired it. You kept me alive for times like this. Not that I didn't know you would do it, but to be able to see it. And so I pray your godly favor on my brother. I pray for anointing on his life. I pray, God, for open doors that no man can shut and that you shut doors no man can open. I pray that you will pull up every weed that tries to choke out the life that he has and his wife in their lives. I pray you protect them, that, Lord God, you allow, Lord God, them to realize every dream that you place in their heart. They're unselfish people, so humble, the humblest I know. And I pray, oh God, that you will use them like never before to make a difference in this world. We're so thankful and grateful that you allowed us 22 years ago to, to get to know one another and be connected with one another. And where we are today, Lord God, we thank you for what you're going to do. Bless Simon's Branch and his work in South Africa, Zimbabwe, Jamaica, the Congo, all the places that we've been. Oh, Father, we pray that you'll continue to make a difference. Use us, anoint my brother and his people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good. Thank you, my brother. Love you, man. Love you. Amen. Listen, we're talking about dreaming, but I hope that you know that God has a dream for you too. God has a dream for all of us, but we got to make sure our soil of the soul is conducive in an environment that it can grow. You see, but if it's sin in your life, if there's no faith in your life, because only God, the one who planted the dream, he's the only one who can manifest and make it happen. So I want you to connect to him. That 2,000-year-old seed that in the Judean hills <laughs> that still bears fruit, that still has, 2,000 years ago, there was another seed that was buried in the ground. Oh, good God Almighty. Hey! His name was Jesus. They put him in a tomb. They crucified him on Saturday. He laid there all night Saturday. He got up. He laid there all day Saturday. But on Sunday morning, early in the morning, he got up. Y'all don't hear me today. He got up with all power in his hands. And that same seed that was planted 2,000 years ago is still able to save today. Still able to deliver today. But you got to put your faith in him. You got to make your heart ready to receive him. All you got to do is say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross, rose from the dead, and I give you my heart, my life now. And I'm not perfect, but you are. And I pray you help me 
that you root out every weed and make any contamination in my life. You help me because I need your help. I need you, Jesus. Save me and keep me and heal me. And I'll give you praise and glory now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for joining us today. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey with Christ, we want to celebrate with you. We also have some resources to help you on your journey. To find out more about Peace Baptist Church, head over to our website at thisispeace.org. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks for listening. Peace.